Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. For a radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in to our online affiliates around the world, we're glad that you all could join us as well. Have a great book to be able to add to your reading list as we're kicking off a new year. We're excited to welcome screenwriter and author Peter Malone Elliott to our broadcast today. He's celebrating his debut novel. It's called Blue Ridge. This is a great thriller that also, of course, takes us in into family, friendship, and even secrets, and how all of those scenes can kind of come together to create situations that sometimes we don't expect, and we wonder sometimes how we may be able to come out on the other side. We're going to talk to Peter not only about his own love of storytelling, but what it's been like for him to do what he loves when it comes to bringing words to life. And then, of course, what you guys know how to be to get the book for yourself. Peter, really appreciate you stopping by. Thanks for the time. Iris, thanks so much for having me on, and hello to everybody that's listening. Well, look, I appreciate that. Peter, this is an exciting time for you. As I mentioned, you are no stranger, of course, to writing, but you are celebrating now your debut novel. How does it feel now to be able to share the, the story with the world? It feels pretty darn cool, I have to say. I know that sounds really cheesy, but <laughs> seeing, seeing my book, my physical book, and holding it in my hand, and seeing people buying it and signing it, it was really very surreal experience. I don't know if it's fully sunk in quite yet, but it's very, very cool. And this is a story that is is so interesting, and I think uh, regardless of where you know our audience may live, uh, Peter, the, the cool thing is this is a story I think that everyone can kind of grab onto parts of. As I mentioned in my intro, there's so much in there. Of course, there's the intrigue and the drama, which I think all of us have a little bit of drama in our lives, but also the complicated relationships of family, um, love interest, you know, in our own aspirations. You know, how did this all begin for you? What was kind of the, the seed that kind of was planted that kind of started this journey for you? Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. Yeah, so I mean, I've I've always been fascinated by identical twins and just the the idea of two people be always being considered as part of an entity instead of their own individual beings. And that idea and how it could manifest itself in a psychological thriller was a really interesting sandbox to kind of play in. And I started writing this at the beginning, well, in like the middle of the pandemic, pre-vaccine. So I was living at home, like a lot of us were. And home is directly adjacent to the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia, where the book is set. And I was looking, you know, I was taking a lot of hikes in Sky Meadows State Park, where a few scenes take place in the book. And I was looking at the Blue Ridge Mountains, and I don't know if you've seen them, Cyrus. They're beautiful. They're show-stopping. They're gorgeous. But they are are a little spooky. There's there's something kind of haunting and mysterious about them. And I was just – I was looking at the way one of the mountains was cresting in the sunset, and I was like, okay, this is, this is too spooky of a landscape to not place this, this dynamic brother wanting to kill the twin brother story that I, that's been kind of germinating in my head. And then it kind of just took off from there. Yeah, yeah. And there are things I'll talk around, of course, but there are things that connect these two brothers, Christopher and Killian, um, but also, of course, things that also separate them. I think it's interesting, though, and I thought about this when I was prepping for this segment with you, uh, Peter, that the interesting thing is that it is Killian that kind of takes us through some of the 
things, I'll say it that way, that are happening. But he's having to pull on something that he got from his brother. And I love the way that you kind of frame this. And it's another C word, even though we're talking about Christopher and Killian, and that is courage. So talk to us about that evolution of Killian in the book, of us kind of seeing him coming into his own in many ways um, and really embracing the person that he could be. Yeah, thank you. That's that's a really good question. Yeah, I mean, a big without again without giving too much away. I mean, the the, the arc of the story is the book is told in dueling first person POVs. So one chapter is Killian, one is Christopher, one is Killian, and back and forth. Thing that ties them together. Um, so I should probably get some context with what the plot is. So Killian is a former Olympic equestrian turned burnout horse trainer, and Christopher is this rising star politician of Virginia, and he's running for governor. And the book picks up where Killian is en route to go murder Christopher. Um, but once he gets to Christopher's house, he finds out that someone has beaten him to the punch and framed him for the murder. So to clear his name and to figure out who killed Christopher, he has to go on the lam, and Killian then is thrown into this really nefarious political conspiracy that Christopher was kind of knee-deep into before his demise. And this political conspiracy is also something that threatens to reveal this really deep, dark secret that Killian and Christopher have been keeping buried for years. So to answer your question, it's the, a, big, a big arc theme in the book is redemption. And Killian and Christopher are both trying to deal with that in very, very different ways. And seeing Killian try to approach the theme of redemption and by kind of, for lack of a better phrase, cleaning up Christopher's mess and how that ties into his own personal trauma was a really fascinating dynamic to play with. Um, so yeah, it, it was, it was a really, really fascinating journey and a great writing exercise to try and figure out how these two brothers, because they're identical twins, you want them to sound similar enough that they're like, yeah, okay, these are twin brothers. I believe that, but different enough that you care about their journeys and you're going you're approaching it from different angles. So it was a really fun way to kind of make that nuanced difference between the two brothers. So, yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk about uh, that whole idea of embracing oneself as an individual, because I think, as I mentioned in my introduction, you're being a screenwriter and author. What has that been like for you to kind of break out, Peter, and to be able to maybe be inspired by others, but to be able to choose your own path and write the stories that you want to tell? another great question wow you're just just these are phenomenal questions <laughs> um yeah so as you mentioned i come from a screenwriting background and i think in terms of how that allowed me to approach writing a novel it really allows me to streamline plot and character and do it in a quick propulsive uh, genre-friendly way i mean the, the the easy comparison is when you're writing a screenplay you know, like if you're writing a book you can describe a setting in as long as you want right you can do it in a page three paragraphs a paragraph four pages as long as you want in a screenplay you have a sentence or less so coming from that training and upbringing really allowed me to really dive into what was important and make sure each sing, every single scene approached and drove the story forward and didn't waste any time and didn't dilly-dally, which I hope is reflected in the very twisty-turny plot that is Blue Ridge. Um, but in terms of more holistically, um, you know, I mean, kind of straddling the two mediums the way I do, it's taught me a lesson, really valuable lesson, that um, you know, rules are meant to be broken. You know, the, my movie that got produced that I wrote and co-produced 
something that I really did kind of the non-traditional way. You know, I <laughs> did it with my best friend from college. We raised private equity and we got the movie financed and then it's distributed around the world. Now, we didn't go through the traditional channels of, you know, attaching an actor and, and, you know, going through the agencies and all that. And then with this book, you know, I sent out this book to a lot of agents and I got a lot of, you know, nice compliments and everything, but a lot of passes. Eventually, I was just like, you know what, screw it. If I learned anything from my movie, I can, I can think of this unconventionally. Let's try and think outside the box here. So I started submitting to some indie presses and small presses that take submissions directly from authors. I got two offers within two weeks. Um, so it, if I've learned anything from these two careers, it's that you, you can't be afraid to be a trailblazer. You have to look at things from a, you know, the non-traditional vantage point, and sometimes that'll be the thing that brings you the most success. It certainly has for me. Yeah, I love that. And I think it reminds people of what is possible as well, regardless of what others may think or others may view as the way or the path. I want to say for those who are just tuning in, it's on the radio side or online. You're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome Peter Malone Elliott to our broadcast today. He's a screenwriter and author celebrating his debut novel. It's called Blue Ridge. I'm going to remind you guys you can get your own copy of it and stay connected with Peter as well. So Peter, I think when people think about screenwriters, we typically don't know who they are. So I was curious, I mentioned to you before we went live here, I saw some footage of you recently discussing Blue Ridge. What does it feel like for you to be out front and center? and people actually knowing who you are and being able to connect you now with this story. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, it, it's and a lot of times, this isn't always the case. I'm, I'm generalizing a bit here, but a lot of times in, in film specifically, writer is kind of like the seventh most, imper- most important person on the set. It's that <laughs> very rarely yeah. featured in the promotion, unless you're like Aaron Sorkin or something like that. So, you know, to, 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 to come at it from the opposite vantage point of where it's me front and center and my words and my story has been really um, liberating and freeing. It's been very I'm able to – I don't know how to put this. I've been able to articulate my really true desires of what I wanted the story to communicate to my readers in a very direct uh, way, and I didn't have to go through a lot of filters and – now, avenues and gatekeepers, it's just, it's me. You, you want to talk to me about my book? I'm reachable. I'm here. It's me. It's, it's these book talks, I'm the one signing books. You can ask me questions. It's not some faceless distribution company where you're never going to meet anybody. You know, it's me. And that yeah. has been a really unique, lovely experience. And I'm looking forward to continuing to do that as I write more books. Love that. So, of course, with uh, with the debut novel, uh, Peter, I've been doing this for a while, and of course, people, uh, authors like yourself, are given sometimes conflicting advice. Some people will tell you to write what you know. Others will tell you, well, no, you don't write what you know. You know, you come up with this nice creative thing. So, of course, you know, people are always looking for the author in books. So when people read Blue Ridge and they're able sure. to see Christopher and Killian, they're going to wonder, of course, you know, where Peter is in this. And so I was curious, kind of thinking about how I was able to see the two brothers develop in the book. You have Christopher who seems a lot more assured and confident, um, the person that has that whole I alone can fix it mentality in some ways, uh, and Killian who does not feel as sure, who seems sometimes uh, behind the ball and uh, you know kind of lagging behind. Where does Peter see himself in there? Is it a mixture of both? <laughs> well, I, just, I should probably preface all this by saying I've never wanted to kill my sibling ever. That's, that's never been something <laughs> I've wanted. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Megan, my older sister, if you're listening, I love you. I've never wanted to marry you. I'll start by saying that. Um, in terms of uh, where I kind of lay between the brothers, it, it was an interesting thing because, you know, I, I, I don't I, – I think my characteristics are kind of mixed between the two, but I will say that it was a lot easier for me to write Christopher, which was interesting. Yeah. I, it's because, because he's – you know, I, the, the comparison I kind of use – is if you met Killian and Christopher in a coffee shop, right, you, you walk into the coffee shop, you see Killian in the corner. Killian would kind of be doing his James Dean impression, like sulking in the corner and smoldering and not talking to anyone, really, unless you, like, directly approached him. So you'd be doing that. And then Christopher, on the other hand, be behind you in line, chattering your ear off about some weird blend, specialty blend of beans that you've never heard of, and you wouldn't – and you'd want to do anything to get him to shut up, <laughs> right? Mm. So Christopher is very direct and sociable and extrovert and very much what you see is what you get, right? So it, I found it a lot easier to tap into his voice in writing Killian because he's so different personality-wise, for me at least on his face. It was, it was much more of a challenge. I really kind of had to dig deep and think about and approach things from a completely different vantage point. How Killian handles things in life is completely opposite from the way I would handle things. Um, so it, it, was a really, it was a really interesting dynamic to play with, and it was, it was surprising. I honestly thought if onset of the story, it would have been easier to write Killian, but it was a lot easier to write Christopher. Interesting, interesting. Well, I'll tell you, it's, it's one of those those things that I know that people will enjoy talking to you about, Peter, uh, as they are out discussing the book with you. Uh, you mentioned, of course, being able to enjoy the experience of being able to see your your name on a book, to be able to, to, to sign the book, to discuss it. So I wanted to talk about the what's next, because even though you're just celebrating this, you know, we as readers, we don't really care how long it takes you to write a book. We just want to know two things. <laughs> we want to know how to be able to contact you and how to ask you, When's the next one coming out? So did you finish this book thinking about where you would go from here, or were you more in the attitude of just savoring this moment? Um, I will say that as, as a professional writer, you, you always are savoring when you're writing something, right? But you always do kind of have one eye on the future, right? So I finished Blue – so I started writing Blue Ridge in 2021. I finished it at the beginning of 2022, and then I had sold it by the end of 2022, and I had, I've already written another book, and I'm already trying to sell that next book. So it, it is, oh, wow. as a writer, you always kind of have to be putting one foot forward and you know, constantly having your fingers in a lot of pies. But that said, um, the next few months, I'm going to be traveling around quite a bit to talk about the Ridge and share it with readers. Um, I'm going to be doing an event in uh, – I, I did a launch event here in Brooklyn, which is where I'm currently based – I'm doing an event in February in Paul's Church at a brewery called Audacious Ale Works. I'm going to be doing some events in Winchester and Middleburg, which are areas of Virginia, which are mentioned in the book. And then I'm also going to be traveling around to different conferences and doing some panels around the country. So I'm, I'm really excited to be, uh, you know, <laughs> getting the story of these murderous twin brothers out there. Um, and if you want to follow me and find out what I'm doing, the, the two places where I exist primarily, uh, one is Instagram. Follow me at PME Writer. I post on there, try to post on there once or twice a week. And then my website, which is where all of my dates and interviews and reviews and whatnot are, um, is pmelliot.com. Those are probably the two places that would be a good touchstone. Love it. Again, Peter, congratulations to you. Really enjoyed the book and definitely enjoyed 
the conversation. I appreciate your kind words about the about the conversation here, and and looking forward to seeing what's coming up next. Again, everyone, Peter Malone Elliott has been our guest. Blue Ridge is the book. Again, you all can get it now. Make sure you guys uh, definitely head over and get your own copy of it. Stay connected with with Peter on Instagram and his website. And Peter, definitely looking forward to our next chat together, man. Thank you, Cyrus. Thanks so much for having me on. This is lovely. Thank you. Glad to do it. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webster, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Let's go make today amazing. Take care.